Hi, I'm Tiffany. I'm Corey. I'm Laura. My name is Desmond. I'm Sam. And this is Nickel for Your Thoughts. And today's Nickel is for our thoughts on binge watching. All right, welcome everyone uh, to another episode of Nickel for Your Thoughts. Uh, my name is Desmond and I'm one of your hosts. Uh, we got the full gang here. We got Tiffany, Laura, Corey, Sam. Uh, they're all gonna, yeah, chime in pretty soon. I just wanted to get us um, get us pretty set for what we're gonna be doing today. We're gonna be doing um, a really fun episode on something you've probably done but not necessarily thought that much about. Uh, we're gonna be talking about binge watching today. Uh, but before I dive in and kind of maybe share some of my thoughts on binge watching, I wanted to go to, um, I guess, everyone else and just ask maybe like one question um, for you guys. What was like the first show that you can remember that you binge watched? And just to define it quickly, a quick definition of binge watching, watching multiple episodes um, in succession um, of like a TV show um, or watching multiple movies in succession. And so I think one loose definition I found on the internet, if it's a TV show, it's like watching between two to six episodes. That's such a wide range. Yeah. Only two to six? Yeah, I'm like, I've totally gone like more than six. What is that? What like that two say? to six seasons? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was like, I'm thinking, I was thinking more in the six, but I'm like. Like six episodes of Friends is already, it's just two hours. Yeah. Maybe a bit more. That's like not that much. Wait, just two hours? That's like one movie. Yeah. You only have like 16 hours in a day that you're awake. Yeah, but what about you guys? Like, if, you, if you're thinking of like, um, what was like one show that you can remember? Like the first one that like, that you binge watched? The Office. I, uh, a little bit before Netflix, I probably binged watch, by, by our current, you know, criteria anyway, I, uh, I binged watched A Bit of Lost. I'm, I'm kind of curious because uh, w what you binge watch uh, depends on when you started the habit of watching streaming TV. Like for me, when I was in university, I lived on my own. And so I would often put on TV online. And that was before I had Netflix. I can't remember if Netflix was around by then, but I had to find these streaming sites. And so I would go to, I think I did uh, 24, um, The Simpsons, and then Friends and The Office. Those were my go-to ones. And you had to put up with all the ads. Classic. So when your question was like your first show that you ever binged watch, I'm like going way back. I used to watch this show called Jokao Siujang, which is like about soccer. It's like this anime about soccer. And we used to go to the library and rent VCR tapes. And then we just like watch all of them that we rented uh, from the library in one go. Like, does that count as binge watching? Because we definitely watched more than two episodes, like maybe like four. Does that count? How many episodes are on one VCR tape? Two or three. I can't remember because it's short, right? It's only like 20 minutes. So then they just like slap it one after another. Yeah, I, I, I guess binge -watching? that technique counts as binge watching, but I guess you're doing it before it became, <laughs> became a real like a real thing. <laughs> Like ditto all of this conversation, I like have no idea <laughs> what to define binge watching as because I have vivid memories of my brother buying Big Bang Theory on DVD 
like way before Blu-ray, and we would binge watch those episodes together, okay? On streaming services, it was The Office. I stole one of my friends in university's Netflix account so that I could watch The Office because he was appalled that I had never seen it before and I was in university. But I think the very first thing that I can count as binge watching, and please do not judge me. My family and I were on vacation in probably Mexico or Jamaica or something of the sort. One day it was raining and so we couldn't do anything in the resort. So my brother and I were chilling in our hotel room and there was one TV station that had the movie Independence Day. Oh, okay. With Will Smith. Yeah, uh-huh. It just went back to back to back 24-7. Oh, so wow. I think my brother and I watched it like four or five times that day. <laughs> That's a lot. Will you watch that movie again right now? No, I would not. <laughs> I would not watch that movie again. <laughs> but it's interesting hearing your stories, though, because they were... Because like I, when I think of binge-watching in my life, I think of... Um, that was my introduction to YouTube. Uh, I was watching this anime uh, known as Naruto, just watching it on YTV, and then I was the beginning of grade 11, and then my my friend was like, I think he said, yeah, I was like, you know, I'm only in this episode, and he's like at 180, episode 180, and I'm just like, wait, how are you seeing this? He's like, don't you just watch it on YouTube? This is 2006, like I'm supposed to just know what YouTube is. And I was like, okay. So you search up YouTube, come home after like the first day of school and then just click play. And then like, I think literally from 3 p.m. to like 7 p.m. Like I didn't move. Um, and then th- three weeks later, <laughs> I think I, like my friend and I were talking again and he was like, yeah, like, oh, what episode are you on? I'm like, oh, episode like 200. I didn't know it then, that, but that just became a normal part of life because you could look up other shows on YouTube and then Netflix came out. Um, I know for some of pe- people listening to this, like binge watching is the only way <laughs> you watch. It's so default to the normal. But when I was uh, just looking up um, uh, just info online on binge watching, um, it seems the research is because I guess binge watching as it's known now is still in its infancy. The research in itself is still in its infancy, so we don't fully know in an in-depth way the far-reaching implications of binge-watching as it's done now. But what articles seem to say is that binge-watching itself seems to promote um, just unhealthy unhealthy life choices or just it's not good for just human health in general. Uh, Just because when you're binge-watching, you lose out on sleep, and that's a big part of human health. Um, what tends to happen is that uh, you probably make more unhealthy food choices, which are not good for you in the long run. Uh, and depending on where you are, it can actually make you um, more antisocial, more isolationist, and that um, and that hurts your life. And so, some of the studies I I looked up, they mentioned different things like you're at higher risk for uh, depression, uh, obesity. And there's also interesting correlations where, like, I guess as you watch more and more, like people can develop lower and lower self-control. And so that's, um, yeah, those can be challenging things. It seems that there are more negative side effects that can come up uh, with binge watching. One thing that that also came up in one of the, um, a little bit of my research is there's also a new phenomenon where people do this thing called like binge racing. So if a new show comes out, like you kind of, you try to watch it before your friend and complete it 
before your friend? Well, I, I think naturally you have to do that because the friend that finishes it first will spoil it for the other friend. Or you make friends that aren't mean like that, you know? I, I do remember reading about that because uh, Netflix started doing a thing where they would release entire seasons at a time, um, like House of Cards or Stranger Things. And I think, I can't remember which show it was, but Netflix re- released like a data report that said um, the first person who completed either it was a new season of House of Cards or Stranger Things finished it uh, in the exact amount of time it took to play all the episodes back to back, plus like 15 minutes. Yeah, that tracks, that follows. I don't know. I wonder if it promotes like impatience um, or like mm-hmm. inability to like wait for things. Um, Cause like, I remember what, like, this is one of my most unhealthy times binge watching was when I was really hooked on two Japanese dramas. And this was in high school um, and Hong Kong high school is like really busy. So all I could watch was like after like maybe 1 a.m. after I was done my schoolwork. And so I would binge watch from like 1 a.m. until like 4.30 or 5.30 and then I have to wake up at 6.30 for school. Um, and my mom would get mad at me if I if she caught me. So I would like watch it underneath like my bed covers kind of thing <laughs> and hide it because I just couldn't stop. I had to find out <laughs> what happened. I couldn't yeah. wait. You were living the university life before university. <laughs> I think Tiffany brings up a really important point there. Sometimes it's the show itself that like makes you binge watch it. Because if every single episode ends on a cliffhanger, how are you supposed to go to sleep? I like that you said you made me watch you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but but this has come up in the research that I did. It's that like if there's a cliffhanger, like you can't like when you're going to sleep or if you see something really intense or dramatic, like your mind, it's harder to come down from that. Yeah. Um, to be like, yeah, let's just sleep now. In the old days of television schedules, you had to wait. Because you didn't yeah. have the next episode, um, and it was more appropriate hours that you were doing, you were watching them at because it was the whatever was on TV. But like with like streaming services, you like I physically cannot not know what happens to the person if every single episode ends <laughs> on a cliffhanger, and then you can't just stop an episode halfway through or after the first five minutes. I have a question. Uh, do you guys find you? remember episodes and what happened more easily now or worse now that you've like actually binge watched i find my memory like of what happened like if i wait a few days after i watch a few episodes because i'll usually watch more than one episode if i do watch anything and i find my memories worse now maybe that's just getting older i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a good question i think it depends on the like type or the genre of show that I'm watching. Because mm. if I'm watching like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I will always remember all of the things because it's hilarious. And also the jokes are like archetypal. So if I watch it again, I'd be like, I know exactly what he's about to say right now. Um, and I, I know it. But if I'm watching like reality TV show and binge watching it with Tiffany, like I'm not going to remember the names of the people on oh, the show yeah. at least <laughs> until like episode like eight or nine. I'm yeah. like, well, the blonde mm. one, what's her name? Except they're all blonde. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> that's an interesting question because there's shows I binge watched like way back when. Because at one point, my sister and I, like the only TV shows we owned on 
like DVD was one that was passed by my uncle and it was like a f- episode or season five and six of friends. And so we just watched that on loop for like ever because we had nothing else. Like that was all we had. And so even now when I watch season five and six, I laugh prematurely because like, I already know what's going to happen. I remember the jokes cause I've seen it so many times. I remember one of the most frustrating things about watching TV shows on TV like every Thursday night or whatever, was that by next Thursday, I will have forgotten the excitement and the tension that I ended last episode of. Yeah. I'm like, well, what happened mm. again? Who was the villain? What was the twist? And and I think the like one way that TV has improved is that it tells you the story right away so that you are more immersed into it. It's interesting though, a lot of um, Netflix shows will still do the recap like previously on whatever, Um, but then you have the option of skipping the intro if you just came from that episode. Oh, skip the intro every time. It depends on how much of a bop the theme song is. Like The Office, I ain't Mm. ever skipping that intro. (laughs) (laughs) I am dancing along every single time. Yeah, but but I was wondering though, um, for you guys, have there been situations where you felt like watching binge, binge watching something has helped you? (laughs) (laughs) We're trying to redeem binge watching. Well, I think some people have in some of the research mentioned like uh, depending on who you, if you do it with people, you can it can promote a sense of community. Um, so there's like, and so there are a few caveats or like, if you are someone that learns through story, you can like, it can help you process what you're going through. Um, and depending on the stories that you're learning through, um, I guess build empathy, but that's not like, that's not necessarily just tied to binge watching itself. That's just watching story. Right. I mean, I feel like Independence Day is forever and always going to be like, just the core of my brother and I's relationship. Some of the ki- some of the kids listening to this will have only seen the remake. They won't. <laughs> they don't even know the version with Will Smith. I didn't. E- okay, when Laura said Blu-ray earlier, I said I. I was thinking I didn't even get to Blu-ray. I just went DVD. That was like the peak of my technological advancement. And then from there, I went to Netflix. On this, is binge watching helpful? And like the idea of community, that makes sense to me. I don't think I've ever. Actually, no, with with housemates, I've probably binged watch shows before. And I do think, you know, I've, I've had one housemate before that I didn't weren't necessarily like didn't naturally click. But we sort of made it a thing to watch a couple of these different shows together. Uh, we enjoyed Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, uh, you know, I think we watched Gotham together. So, yeah, I think there's a place for it. I don't I don't necessarily know that it's binging itself, though. Like you could just watch like an episode a night or even a week and mm. make it a thing. Yeah. I mean, I think the basis of me and Laura's friendship came from <laughs> binge watching Drag Race, Too Hot to Handle, The Circle, all of them shows together. So I think it does help build community, especially if you are like a talker during shows. I'm a talker during shows. I have a lot of thoughts. I like talking um, during it. But if you are someone that is just like trying to focus, I'm probably you're probably gonna hate me after watching shows with me. Just saying. Yeah, I'm very much a talker as well. That's why Tiff and I get along. If uh, I'm curious, um, there's some things that I think binge watching brings that's good, and some that are really harmful, um, and we're probably somewhere in between. But if you could choose would you take away binge watching? Like if you could curate the, the, the world 
where it would it would give you the comfort and the convenience without actually sucking you in and making you escape into this world all the time and isolating yourself what would what would it look like for you yeah i, I think my wife and i were, were already trying to do that uh, i think like we i think we we're just we tried to take time every year to like you know look at ourselves and be like do we live out the things that we say we value um and we were just noticing i think there are areas of our lives where we were like didn't have as much self-control as we'd like and so we're i think eventually we're trying to like live by a rule in terms of like this is a specific time we go to bed or this is the amount of shows that we watch and i think the more the more we've done that the more we've enjoyed um just our lives to curating and just having like a sense of like this is the day that for this show um and having more i guess structure and predictability hmm. rather than like you just go to bed late and you're tired and you can't really it's harder to love on other people <laughs> when you're really tired <laughs> that's interesting so you're saying you enjoy both the show and your life more when you actually put limits on yourself yeah i feel like maybe it's i think for me it's a personality thing um i have trouble slowing down i'm always just i'm an achievement oriented person i like getting a lot of things done in a day and it gives that brings me joy and so i think binge watching just helps me rest or like take a break and turn my brain off for a second because i think I can't fully just sit there and turn my brain off. I have no nothing box that I can sit in. Um, and sometimes I just need mindlessness to just like breathe a little bit almost. Um, and that's when I would put on a show I've seen before. Cause then it's, okay. I'm not really paying attention. I just need a brain break as well. I also think I have a physical capacity, like limitation to uh, binge watching. Like at some point I just feel sick um, in a day. Um, and I just have to stop and I have to go do something else. Um, I'm not very good at vegging in that way. That's exactly what Lydia says, actually, because I'm like, doesn't aren't you supposed to turn off your screens before bed and that will help you have better sleep? But she's like, oh, it actually helps me decompress when I watch TV. I mean, it depends on the show, too, right? Like, I don't watch thrillers or drama. I watch mostly sitcoms and reality. Yeah. It also depends on your, probably your life habits, too. Like, I know my parents are the, are the same. Like, they just you know, the evening is TV before bed. And that's just kind of how it's always been. So now I think, and I know some people who like, they they sleep with the TV on or they fall asleep to the TV and have a sleep timer on it or whatever. Me personally, I can't do that. Like maybe, maybe because I've never done that, but also because I know the sleep research. I know technically speaking, it messes with you if you have it before bed. So just psychologically can't do it. But it's also, it's just too stimulating for me. I think I, I, I'm overstimulated if I watch like more than probably an hour or two worth of TV now, or I feel guilty and I got to get back to something. I have a would you rather question. Um, would you rather only be able to own a TV where you can watch like an episode, the episode of the show that you like once a week or have a computer that will always buffer every <gasps> 10 to 15 oh, minutes? I forgot about buffering. <laughs> Why do you do this? Why? <laughs> the first one. I think it's a great question. Oh no, I think I would do I would do the first one. It's totally. just yeah, just cuz it's it's easy, it's predictable, can plan my life around it. <laughs> you watch it and you go. Yeah. My world is falling apart. <laughs> <laughs> Laura basically does not compute. <laughs> also, wasn't like 
Couldn't you make a case that that was how TV was originally like supposed to be watched? And there's almost more enjoyment to it. My one buddy, he was pointing this out, and this is actually when I was uh, binging Lost with him. He's like, oh, it was so much better like back in 2006 when like we had to wait every week because like everyone online would be talking on the forums, debating like what's going to happen in the next episode, how they're going to figure this out. Like it would create this hype and almost there was like a culture built around the show. Whereas now the culture's kind of changed and you just know every, there's no anticipation anymore unless it's maybe for the next season. Loophole. Can I record? Like, do I have like the TV recorder thing so I can record an episode (laughs) and record multiple? Dang it. (laughs) But I guess one question I had for you guys, as you think about, um, uh, I guess, I guess one reason I've been thinking about binge watching is just because we are in a global pandemic and that seems to be like probably one of your safest ways to have fun or to be entertained. Um, So then I guess as we think about some of the negative implications that have come with it, um, does that concern you for the future? Um, Does that make you think, take pause as you think of like um, some of the rhythms that we feel like we have to (laughs) run with? Um, in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, if you're asking how long it took me to watch Tiger King, that was one day, Des, like, I watched that all in one day. She killed her husband. Like, I'm certain of it. Like, there is no doubt in my mind. Sorry, let's go back to the question. <laughs> I I don't think uh, watching an extended amount of television during COVID will itself cause problems, but I think it has the potential for normalizing a lifestyle that can cause problems in the long run. Like, I think if, if you're able to, at the end of COVID, like go back to like a, not binge watching as much as you might be doing now, I think you could maybe escape some of its impact a little bit. But I, I also feel like in some ways, like we were already binge watching to the same extent that we are during quarantine before COVID was a thing. Like people, it's not like binge watching became a new thing. It was just more content was available and there was less certainty in our lives and there was less commitments because you couldn't go out and hang out with friends. You couldn't like be present with people that didn't live in your house. Like they're all, and you didn't know if you had work in the morning. Like, so people were like, I might as well just watch a TV show. Hmm. I don't know. I feel like I've been, or I don't know if I binge watched less or more. I can't really remember. I feel like I almost have less of a desire to binge watch in COVID than I did before that, because I think it was more of like an escape and like to like rest in a sense. And so now that it's like, this is life every day, I don't want to do this. Like, I feel like I'm just looking for other things to do because like the appeal isn't there. That being said though, I do spend hours on Animal Crossing. So maybe that's my binge watching. Yeah, I, I think in general, so this is a random story. I stopped playing games on my phone, uh, last year at some point and then uh just for fun like i think some point in covid was maybe in late march or april i threw a game back on my phone just for like ended up only having it on for a couple days because literally like that day that i played it i could feel like something was changing in my brain and my mental health even felt like a little worse i just had a bad night and then the next day i felt really terrible too i'm i'm just really careful now with anything that's going to be like particularly stimulating or I know is gonna affect my, like the dopamine levels in my brain. So even binge watching, I'm like, 
you know, I might watch like three or four episodes of something like quick once in a while, but even that, I just avoid it as much as I can just cause I, I, it can, yeah, there's the long-term possibility. Like it's very addictive, but even just a short-term thing, like I think it could, it could ruin my next day if I'm not careful. You know what I mean? That's not everybody. I think different people are affected differently by things like that. You know what I do think? Uh, I don't think it's traditional TV or movies that is the problem during COVID times. Um, I think it's more like the endless scrolling on apps. Because like Facebook, you can like scroll through a timeline for like a good hot minute before Facebook intervenes and says like, Maybe put your phone down. Wait, Facebook does that? They do that? I'm pre- Oops. <laughs> wow, Laura's next level. <laughs> After 23, Mark actually gives Laura a call. It's like, hey, listen. So Mark and I don't know each other like that, but his secretary, she's a great woman. <laughs> for legal reasons, that is a joke. Audience, that is a joke. <laughs> Thank you guys for laughing. I feel validated. No, Facebook does do that eventually. At least it did at one point where it was like, put your phone down now does instagram do that instagram has like you're all caught up now like the check mark oh yeah okay yeah so that you put it down twitter has i believe the same message of like hey maybe put your phone down now um tiktok does not do any of the sort i mean okay every once in a while there's one of two videos that plays and it's the most friendly people in the world but every time the video comes up on my page i like and I get mad and I scroll on. I tell you can't tell me how to live my life. <laughs> but it's basically a little message of like, whoa, slow down. Uh, you've been scrolling for way too long. And then I skip it at that point. I don't know what he says after that. But there's like the endless scroll and it's always new content and it's always different content and it's always curated for the viewer. Hmm. And I think that that is more of a danger to our society than like binge watching like The Office or Brooklyn Nine-Nine or any of those shows because eventually you run out of shows, but you definitely don't run out of like YouTube content or TikTok content, like the fast and consumer stuff. They don't go away. But don't you see that even in Netflix though? Like not watching the show itself, but generally speaking, a lot of people spend more time browsing to choose the next show to watch, the like best thing to watch. And you almost spend more time doing that than watching anything itself. And I wonder if that's almost saying you're looking for something that you can't actually be satisfied by. And then you end up going to back to the same three shows that you've watched a hundred times. I don't know. It's just the new content in my mind that's like, it gets me. I know there were several times when I was in like high school that I would be on Vine. And then I would like, when you were on Vine, you couldn't see the time on your phone. It like took over the whole screen. So then I would like, my phone would lock or someone would talk to me and I would look and be like, oh my gosh, it's seven hours later. Would you want to, would you want to enable this feature? You're scrolling and instead of saying like you scrolled for a long time or you're all caught up, it just gets to a point where it auto dials video calls a couple of your close friends and then they actually get a phone call and you're like, hey, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, oh, I was scrolling for an hour, but I never stopped for anything. And so now I guess I'll talk to you and ask you about your day. Okay, start working on that patent. Like we're gonna, this is what our podcast has now become. We're the creators of that app. Yeah, for legal reasons, we're gonna claim uh, creator rights to it. This is our copyright. We are, (laughs) this is ours now. (laughs) Dibs. <laughs> I think that's all you need to say to, to, to copyright, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I guess we're nearing um, end time, but I did want to like ask like one, I guess, wider question um, for everyone. Uh, just as we think about binge watching, how does that, how should we think about that? Or how do you think about that as a Christian? Like how does your faith intersect with um, like this, uh, what seems to be coming like a normal pattern of the modern world um, that has, um, I guess, a few positives, but it, many dangers and so like how does how does how should our faith or how does your faith um in jesus kind of inform how you think about this even if maybe this is your first time thinking deeply about this how does it what are some thoughts coming to mind now about how how your faith can help you you know navigate this as you think about binge watching i don't know if my tv watching habits are necessarily like hint at anything that unhealthy for me it's actually manga Manga is my biggest time waster. I don't know how it happens, but hours fly by when I read manga. And usually when I start doing that, I start asking myself, what am I running away from? Mm. And even though for me it's manga, but like I think for some people it is like binge watching. Um, something that I feel like is interesting to ask yourself is like, what are you running away from that you're indulging yourself in this alternate reality? Yeah, I think the John Piper's, I forget exactly what he said, uh, but it was like, if if nothing else, tw- Twitter will have shown uh, that in this life, uh, time is no excuse for, for not praying. Something like that. I butchered it. But basically, it's like, we have all this time that we waste on things like social media, and, and you could include include TV in there. Um, and so, yeah, from a, from a spiritual life, and even just a productivity perspective, like, it's it's not wrong to to watch TV and you could even uh, argue that like break time is maybe necessary for your productivity and so that's how I kind of see it like my rest is something intentional um but you know when it comes to that and when it comes to even the the value of self-control which is something Christians are called to I think those two things really make me take seriously the limits I put on my TV, my even my movies, like anything to do with media, which is our entertainment, which, uh, you know, in excess can be not only dangerous, but it's just kind of a waste of time. Um, so, yeah, self-control and uh, just making good use of the time, I think, are two values to really reflect on. Yeah, I like that, like the Christian view of uh, the right structure or the right sandbox compared to in contrast to unbridled freedom that Mm. you can do whatever you want and we think one will actually lead to flourishing i think my thoughts are i have kind of going off of what tiffany said but i have to actively ask myself am i actually enjoying the content that i am watching or that i am engaging in because i think a lot of my life i am like a classic enneagram seven just like the most classic seven but like a lot of my life is controlled by FOMO. And so I will see like my friends talking about a show that they're binge watching. And then I'm like, I have to now because I don't want to not be included in the group. But then I need to like stop and ask myself like episode two, like, do I actually enjoy this content that I am intaking? Or is this like Tiff said, is it an escape? 
Am I using it as a crutch to relate to people? Hmm. Am I willing to give so much of my time to this content? And if the answer is yes, I can like guilt free binge and be fine. As long as I'm taking care of my back and my posture, there is a correct way to binge watch and there is a very incorrect way to binge watch and you will feel it the next couple days. Yeah, but it's more about the, the content to me. Like, am I actually enjoying the time that I'm spending doing this? If not, I can do like so many other things with my time that would bring me joy and would bring me life. So do that with my time instead. Um, do you have any more thoughts you want to add, Sam? I resonate with some of the things you guys said, but maybe one uh, one I'll share is um, I've thought about I've, I've thought often about how relationship is the end goal of Christianity, like uh, restored and and intimate relationship. Um, and I I remember one person that shaped my uh, thoughts on television was a friend of mine who would only watch TV shows when he had friends over at his house. So he would say, come over and watch an office with me. Come over and watch this movie with me. And I was like, okay, sure. Um, but there would also be times when he would invite us over and we wouldn't watch something. And I would think to myself, wait, we're not going to watch TV. What are we going to do? Like sit around and talk like people? <laughs> like how ridiculous. But over time, I, I actually, I think my, like my friend doing that really showed me what relationship is actually about so much so that actually uh in the two places that i've moved to in the last couple of years we haven't put uh our tv in the living room that our living it's kind of crazy it's in the basement uh instead and so when people come the tv is not a, a focal point we're not going to watch something together but we're actually going to just enjoy one another's company um, so that's one thing that we've done. And then in a similar vein, uh, when we have house parties or when we have people come over for a small group or um, we we actually have a little cardboard box that we get people to put their phones in. Um, and so you can walk around the house, you can eat your food, you can talk to people without having the buzz of your phone. And it's scary to put your phone in there, but you're like, I'll come back and the world will still be spinning. But the earth is yeah. flat, so how how is the world spinning? <laughs> <laughs> it spins in the middle, Laura. But no, we're on Whoa. the back of a turtle. We're sailing through um, the galaxy wow. on a rainbow road. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think Kyrie Irving would make it. <laughs> yes, but yes. Oh, I was thinking yeah. of Shaq. He's the founder and perfecter of flat earthers. <laughs> yeah, but I think those are those are some good some really good thoughts. I think, um, yeah, even as like you were talking, Sam, I think one thing I've realized in my personal journey, I, I think with entertainment, I realize that um, I can often, I realize I'm a very relational person uh, over time, but uh, my consumption is often to numb me to whenever I'm, I'm lonely. And so over the years, I've had to like pivot, um, similar like your friend, such that like my consumption of, um, of movies and TV shows have just been uh, done relationally um, such that it's actually really hard for me to watch aside from sports because sports is amazing it's hard to watch um, something without someone else because I'm like oh like like often I'm just I want to do this in relationship yeah um, I actually want to experience uh, the intimacy of community and and this is one way I can I can do that but yeah, so my watching of things um, online alone has just been like, uh, like sometimes it would just be like, oh, I know I've experienced something better, so I don't really want to go back to that. Um, or like, oh, I, I realized I wasn't, I really didn't care about this 
this movie um, because I just wanted to step away from that. And so, yeah, I think that's a good that's a good reflection question to like think about like what it, what is this is this um, entertainment giving you what you think you uh, filling the deeper desire uh, of your heart. Um, and so I think for me, like, yeah, relationship is one. Yeah. And I think also just, uh, I think as we think about being Christians, I think, yeah, we always want to love God and neighbor. And so just wanting to think like, Hey, this is my, uh, practice with entertainment and other things. Does it, does it ultimately allow me to love God and neighbor well? And I guess the only other last thought I would just mention for other Christians to think about is that, um, our relationship with Christ. I think as Christianity, it's always tied to a theme of delayed gratification. And so thinking a lot about that and like, is there, is this an area maybe where it's good to practice that in your life? Like not, not enjoy the content, but like, would it be better to practice delayed gratification rather than instant gratification? Mm -hmm. Anyway, guys, this has been a a fun convo. You've learned a little bit about uh, what our binge watching habits are. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Um, yeah, and encourage you guys to even have these conversations yourself, uh, just even offline with friends that you um, know well, ask him about like, what do you binge watch? Why do you binge watch it? Um, and is this an area maybe you might want to take some reflection and think if there are better ways to live out your faith in this area? Anyway, thanks again, guys. Thanks, Des. Mm-hmm. Peace. Peace. <laughs> nice. We're not going to pay you a nickel, but... We want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on binge watching? 